Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 16, 2024. If you're new here, I want you to know a couple of things. Number one is every day we gather around as a community of believers that we call the Grace Life family, we gather around the word of God. We get some scriptures that the Lord is leading us. In most cases, I'm teaching a series. We go through these scriptures and then I ask the question, so what does this mean for you today? Then we turn the corner from information to application. We make sure that our learning is turning into living. I've been doing this now. This is year number 27. So uh, there are many people that are going along the journey with me, many people that have been doing this for a long time with me. And if you're new here, I want to say welcome. If you aren't watching on YouTube, like and subscribe to the channel. So right now I'm teaching a series on laser focus. Laser so focus on the fixed purpose that we believe that God established for us from the foundations of the world. And so I'm flowing in this vein where I started the year with Proverbs chapter four and verse 25. Then I added about 20 scriptures to it. And I said, and I said something about all 20. And I said, we will come back and do a little bit of a deep dive with each. And that's what I'm doing right now. So for the last couple of days, we looked at Proverbs chapter four and verse 25 and Ephesians two and 10. Ephesians two and 10 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. So we've been talking about it for two days. This is day number three. The title of today's message is Grace and Focus. Put in the chat, I have grace and focus. So I have the grace to focus. Grace and focus, the keys to your divine assignment. God has an assignment for you. This is something you're supposed to do before you die. How are you going to get it done? Grace and focus. Let's get ready for the word of God this morning. Open up your heart to receive. So let's get into the word of God for this morning, grace and focus. We have the grace to be able to focus. There's a level of grace that's on our life. We live the grace life and we're doing it because we are laser focused on what we believe that God wants us to do in this particular season. So the two scriptures we're looking at today, Proverbs chapter four and verse 25, that's the foundational scripture in Ephesians two and 10. Proverbs chapter four and verse 25 from the Passion Translation says this, set your gaze on the path before you. Put in the chat, I set my gaze. I'm taking my, not just, I'm looking, I have the ability to see beyond where these eyes can look and I'm seeing in the spirit and in the spirit, I'm gonna set my gaze on the path that God has laid out before me. With fixed purpose, I look straight ahead and I ignore life's distractions. With fixed purpose, I'm looking straight ahead I'm looking forward and not backward. I'm looking up and not down. I'm looking, God has been to my future. I'm looking straight ahead and I ignore life's distractions. Put in the chat, I ignore every distraction. So Ephesians 2 and 10, one of my favorite verses in the Bible says this, Ephesians 2 and 10 from the easy to read version, God has made us what we are. So Ephesians 2, 8, 9 deals with being born again. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of works, lest any man should boast, right? So we're saved by grace through faith. That's Ephesians 2, 8, 9. If you keep reading, it says now, Paul says, 
And once you're born again, I want you to know that God has made us what we are. You are not a self-made man. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. You are not a self-made woman. If you are anything, you are where you are by the grace of God. You are a God-made woman. God has made us what we are. Paul says, in Christ Jesus, God made us new people. Yes, God made us new people in Christ Jesus. Why, Paul? He goes on to say, so that we would spend the remainder of our days, once we're born again, doing the good works that God had already planned for us to do. Put in the chat, I have work to do. <laughs> I, I, there's some things that I'm supposed to do. There are good works that I'm supposed to do that God ordained from the foundations of the world that I'm supposed to do. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. Number one, cultivating a heart aligned with God's intentions. So listen, let's, let's just think about 2024 for a minute. As you're planning out 2024, as you are putting stuff on your vision board, as you're laying out your intentions, what you must do is re recognize, realize, acknowledge the fact that God has intentions for you for 2024. And if you want to become a success, you cannot become a success in God's eyes outside of those plans. So what you want to do is, is align your intentions. Put in the chat, I align my intentions with God's intentions. What I'm seeking to do is align with what he has assigned me to do in this particular season. So God has a design for us, a, a, a predestined plan. God has already been to the end of 2024. And what we want to do is develop a heart that is deeply aligned with the intentions and the desires of God. This means that you have to grow to the point or die to the point, grow to the point or die to the point. You have to die to self, die to selfishness to the point where you develop a desire for the things that God desires for you. So put in the chat, I desire what God desires for me. I told you before that even like 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask for anything in accordance with his will, in alignment with what he already predestined for us to have, then we know that he hears us and we know we already have it. So in other words, if I want my prayers to be answered, I need to pray back to God the prayers that he already prayed over me. I'm asking for what he already planned. I'm asking for what's already done. I'm asking for what he already desired. And so when my desire lines up with his desire, then I can ask for it and I know that it's already done. So what my desire is, is to only desire what God desires for me. Glory to God. So I'm aligning myself with God's desire. I'm aligning my life with God's intentions. How do I do that? Constant prayer study, ministry of the word, getting into the word of God, developing a sensitivity for the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, where I, I and then having the ability or the desire to die to self, where whenever there's a disconnect between what I want and what God says he wants for me, I have to give up what I want. I have to submit my will unto his. I have to die to self. Faith is not about God just giving me whatever I want. Faith is about surrender. Faith is about submission. Faith is about me aligning with what God has already designed and desires for me to do. So my heart has to become so attuned to the voice of God that I'm keeping my sensitivity open in the spirit to recognize divine assignments as I'm walking out my path. Let me explain. So I'm walking out my path, but I, I, I'm sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that I can recognize divine assignments. I can recognize divine appointments. I could be at Walmart and I could be 
checking out on this stuff that I can't stand where they make me a cashier, where I'm, I'm my own cashier. Anyway, I'm scanning my own stuff. And as I'm doing it, I look over and the Holy Spirit says, hey, tell that person that I love them. I was like, oh my God, Lord, I, you know, I don't, you, this is not something I want to do, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And you walk over and say, excuse me, I just want you to know God loves you. And then the person starts breaking down right there at the little uh, cash register thing. And what happens? That was a divine assignment. That was a divine appointment. When you're living your life, you're on a Zoom call with somebody you don't even know, and you know, you're getting introduced to them and you're doing business and you're talking to them and blah, blah, blah. And, and they said, oh yeah, you know, because I'm recovering from this, or my mother is in the hospital right now, or my, and you're, you don't know this person and you're on the Zoom call and the Holy Spirit says, pray for them right now. And you're, you're, you're like, oh my God. And, and they're the CEO of this or that. And you say, excuse me, I know we're in a meeting. I know you don't know me, but if you don't mind, do you mind if I pray for you real quick? And then, oh man, please. And then you pray and the power of God hits them. These are divine appointments. These are divine moments where you have to be sensitive to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit. And you can't allow your selfishness. Oh, what is it going to look like? What What if they say no? What, what is that the risk? Listen, get yourself out of the way. You'll be fine. Even if you get embarrassed, you'll be fine. So what you want to do is you want to set self out of the way. You want to die to self. You even want to be ready to give up personal ambitions if God is telling you to do something else. I, I've already shared with you like a gazillion times that there's a lot of things that I wanted to do that God said, no, do this. And I submit to it. And I'm not submitting to it begrudgingly. I'm not submitting. I'm not going to do it with it, my face looking like I've been sucking on lemons. No, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And my heart has to be in it. And not only have to, I, I have to obey, but I have to do it with a smile on my face. If I tell my son, hey, take the trash can over uh, to the sidewalk and my son is mumbling the whole time. That's not submission. That's not submission. No, 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 no. I want him to be like, OK, dad. And then take the trash can and do it like with the spirit of excellence and do it with, with your heart in it because I'm your father and I told you to do it. You know what I'm saying? So what you want to do is you want to live that way where God is telling you to do something, even if it's not what you wanted, you have to do it and then do it with a smile on your face, with a spring on your step, with a song in your heart where you're, you know that you're growing. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen daily as you continue to die to self, yield to him, walk with God and develop a desire for his intentions. And know this, God's intentions, when you know that you're fulfilling God's intentions, it brings you a certain level of contentment and peace. Put in the chat, I have supernatural peace. When I know that I'm doing what God told me to do, even though it may not have worked out yet, even though it may get worse before it gets better, even though things are challenging, but while I'm doing it, I'm not moved. While I'm doing it, I have a certain level of peace and contentment. Why? Because I know that I'm doing the will of God. I know that I know that I'm walking out God's divine assignment. I know that I'm yielded and surrendered unto him. And so when, when God is moving and God is speaking, and I discern that God is moving and God is speaking, and I do what God tells me to do, it, it creates a desire in me to live that way every day. Put in the chat, that's how I live. I am aligned with God. I am content. I have peace. And my desire is his desire, and his desire is my desire. There's no disconnect between my desire and his desire. And if you ever get to this point, John 15 and 7, this is not part of my notes, but in John 15 and 7, Jesus said, if you ever get to that point where all you desire is what God desires, and God's desires are your desires, and your desires are God's desires, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, guess what? You can ask for whatever you want, and it will be given unto you. Why? Because you only want what God wants for you. And that's where you want to get. Put in the chat, I only want what God wants for me. Say amen to that.
I'm trying to teach this thing. I don't want to get too excited today because I want to, I want to deposit this in your heart. Number two, a focused per- pursuit of your divine assignment. If you're going to pursue this divine assignment, you got to do it on purpose and you got to be focused. Say, I'm focused. You want to set your gaze, setting your gaze on the path before you, on the good works that God already laid out before you takes a certain level of deliberate focus. You got to tune out all distractions. You got to, you, you cannot be distracted. You cannot allow yourself to be derailed from your destiny. You want to be locked in and laser focused. This focused pursuit is about recognizing your divine assignment and then daily, every day, day in and day out, dedicating your life to do what you believe that God has called you to do and to do it with a a level of excellence and faithfulness. Now, I've shared with you before, I'm not the the smartest or the tallest or the fastest or none of that. But one thing I am is consistent. (laughs) One thing I am is faithful. Like I'm gonna do what God told me to do and I'm gonna do it today And guess what? I'm going to do it tomorrow and I'm going to do it the next day and then the day after that. And so God is looking for you to be faithful, for you to be committed, for you to be consistent and for you to do everything that you do in his name and for his glory to do it with a spirit of excellence. Why? Because you're doing it as unto the Lord. You're not. So you want to. And God is watching when nobody else is watching. So so maybe you you could be one of these folks that has one of those good government jobs and you go, oh, this is good enough for government work. Nobody else is watching. I'm going to just go ahead and slide. I'm not going to do it to the max extent. I'm going to be a little bit mediocre and be okay with that because this is good enough for government work. No, God is watching. And God expects you to operate with a certain level of excellence, no matter who you're doing it for, because ultimately you're doing it for him. And if you're doing it for him, you should do it with a level of excellence. There's times where I'm writing something or I'm sending an email or I'm doing today's word or whatever, and I see something that most people are not going to notice. Um, and I could just hit send on the email or I could just hit post and most people are not going to notice it, but I noticed it and I know God noticed it. So I have to go back and fix it. I'd be like, no, I can't like, I, like my commitment to excellence won't allow me to do something halfway. Uh, there's, there was a rap song way back in the day that said, I never, never have step because I'm not a half stepper. And it goes on to say, and if you want to call me, you can call me Dr. Pepper. But my point is, I, that was always my mantra. I never, never half step. I'm not a half stepper. I'm not going to go and do something halfway. If I'm going to do it, I have to do it with the spirit of excellence. If something is worth doing, it's, it's worth doing right. And so this is so difficult for kids. Like I'm trying to teach kid, our kids, listen, you have to do stuff. with. You can't halfway do stuff. You wait to the last minute, submit it like, well, you know, I met the minimum requirements. No, you're not. Do, you're doing it for the Lord. You shouldn't just be out here trying to meet the minimum. You should know you should be doing it knowing that you this is part of your divine calling. And so when you have this type of clarity and vision that I am doing what I'm doing for the Lord, that God has called me to do it this way, that I'm walking with God and God is walking with me. My eyes are fixed and focused on on the on the fixed purpose that God has for me. Then that you just live a, a different way. Like you've heard me say a gazillion times, my calling is calling me. Put in the chat, my calling is calling me. And so it's almost like my calling, when I get up in the morning, the reason why I don't need anybody to pump me or prime me or or nothing, I don't get paid to do today's word. I don't take any money from Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. Why do I do this faithfully? Why do I get up? Why? Because when my feet hit the ground, my calling is calling me. And so it's like my calling is pulling me into my future. It's pulling me into my destiny. Listen, we're supposed to live where we know that we're being actually yanked 
into the destiny that God has for us from the foundations of the world. Why? Because I have a vision of what God has for me. I have, I'm laser focused on it. And so the more clear you can see the vision that God gives you, the stronger the pull. And so the more clear you can see your future, the stronger the pull will be where, where the Holy Spirit is, is basically pulling you into the life that God planned for you from the foundations of the world. Now, if you can't see it, there's no pull. And so what you want is your eyes to be flooded with light. So where you're spending time with him, where you can see what you know, this is Ephesians chapter one, verses 17 and 18. Paul prayed that your eyes will be flooded with light so that you would know what is the hope of his calling and the exceeding great riches that we have in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus towards us who believe so that you would know what God has called you to do so that you would know so that you would feel that sense that you're being yanked and pulled into your future, a future that God planned for you before the world began. And as you're doing it, you got to be so focused that you will not be distracted. I told you that 2024 is going to be an amazing year for many, but it's also going to be a year of distractions. There will be many distractions. And if you are not committed to God's plan, if you're not committed to God's path, if you're not committed to the path that God has laid out before you, if you don't stay focused, if you're not laser focused on God's fixed purpose, you will be distracted and you run the risk of being derailed from your destiny. You want to have a laser focus on this fixed purpose, ignoring life's distractions. I will not be distracted, neither to the left, neither to the right. I want to be locked in. This is my season. This is my time. Say amen to that. All right, number three, last point for today. You got. You are empowered by God's grace to resist distractions. Put in the chat, I resist distractions. Put in the chat, I have the grace to resist it. So it's one thing to say I'm doing it in my own power. It's another thing to say that the grace of God is on me to be focused. The grace of God is on me to resist distractions. The grace of God is empowering me to fulfill my divine assignment, but it's also empowering me to withstand and overcome distractions. There's a level of supernatural grace on me, empowering me to, to be focused. I will not be distracted because the grace of God is on me to avoid and ignore life's distractions. Even when I require the wisdom to discern between a godly opportunity and an opportunity that is actually disguised as an opportunity, but is actually something that's intended to distract me. And, and I told you before, the devil is not going to distract most of us with sin because obviously we would know that's sin. I'm not doing that. But what the devil does is that he gives you something that looks good, but is not God. And if if God if the if God is is leading you down this way, then the devil knows he can't really get you with sin. If you're at the point where you just love God, you're not going to be distracted with sin. But you may be distracted with something that looks good, but you're just not sure whether or not is God or not. And so what you want to do is develop a level of discernment where you can even ignore the things that come disguised as opportunities but they're actually distractions. So you want to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit that you know what to pursue and what not to pursue, what to receive and what to reject. You want to develop a habit every day to spend time with the Holy Spirit, walking with God, allowing God to walk with you so that you can be led in your decisions and actions. You can minimize the distractions. And when those moments come where you're like, oh Lord, I don't know what to do. Is this you or not? 
you will you will be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to know when that is not. It looks good. It might have been good for him or her, but it's not good for you so that you don't go off course, so that you know that you're living your life, you're living out a bigger picture, so that you're, you're developing a, a certain level of resilience and staying power, that this is, you know who you are, right? This staying power comes out of the fact that you know who you are, your identity in Christ, and you know what you're called to do. When you put in the chat, I know who I am, and I know what I'm called to do. When you know who you are and you know what you're called to do, you can stay the course. This reminds me, I'm getting ready to close, but this reminds me of something that James said in James chapter five, verses 10 and 11 from the Message Bible. I love this passage. Listen to this. This will bless you. James says, hey guys, take the prophets of old as your mentors. They put up with anything. They went through everything and they never once quit. Put in the chat, say, I will never once quit. And watch this. All the while, they never once quit. All the while, they were honoring God. Then James says this. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. Put in the chat, say, life is a gift for me because I stay the course. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. And he goes on to say, you remember Job's staying power? Job went through all of that and he never ran away from God. Job had staying, staying power. And, and, and because he had staying power, God brought it all together for him at the end. And so what we want is staying power. There's a grace on your life for staying power. God's grace will empower you to stay, to, to, to stand, having done all to stand. And when you feel like you can't stand, the grace of God will empower you to continue to stand. Why? Because you will avoid distractions. You will overcome obstacles. You develop spiritual resolve. Put in the chat, say, I have spiritual resolve by the grace of God. I'm, I'm being propelled forward. I'm living my life as a testimony of God's sustaining power, God's staying power. When people know that you've been through some stuff, when people know that you had a battle and that, that you had a battle that you had to go through a bunch of hospital appointments. So you had a battle where you had to go through a bunch of court, you know, uh, legal appointments. So you had a battle where you had to go through a bunch of financial appointments and people know that you went through this situation, whatever that situation is. And, and you never once quit and you never once lost your way. And you never once every day they ask you, Hey, how you doing? You'd be like, man, I'm blessed. And, and you never once uh, 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 got to the point where you were in despair or depression. Now, and, and, and they see that you have staying power and you got through that storm. And now on the other side of the storm, God gave you double for your trouble. And you're like, oh my God, look at what God did through him. Or look at what God did through him. Your, your life becomes a testimony of God's staying power. And then you get to tell people it wasn't me. I would not, listen, I, I, I am still here. <laughs> And it's by the grace of God. I, let me tell you something. Yes, you know what I've been through. Yes, you 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 went to some of those doctor's appointments with me. You went to court a few times with me. Or you you had to write a letter. Or you had to do this. You were there. You know what I've been through, man. You know. But let me tell you something. I am still here. You know that song? And it's by the grace of God. It wasn't me. It was God's grace on my life. God gave me staying power. God gave me resolve. God gave me determination. God gave me focus. I was able to ignore distractions, but it was wasn't me. It was the grace of God on me and in me and with me and for me. Come on. I've been through some stuff. I'm not telling you something that I heard. I'm not telling you something that I read. I'm telling you this is how I live. And, and, and when you walk with God, it doesn't mean you're not going to face challenges. No, but I have this spirit of an overcomer. I've overcome some stuff and I'm still here 
but it's by the grace of God. Say, say that, say it's the grace life. It's God's grace on my life has empowered me. And now my life is a testimony of what? Staying power, but not because I'm good, because God is good. You got it? It's all about him. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. That was a good word, y'all. This is a message you might need to go back and listen to again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Father, I declare that I'm living with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for my life. I am your masterpiece, (laughs) created for your purpose, and I will complete it before I die. I live out your divine intentions. I only desire what you desire for me. I dedicate myself to a focused pursuit of my fixed purpose. I set aside every distraction. I rely on your grace. I resist diversions. I trust in your wisdom. I follow your spirit. I avoid deceptive distractions. I embrace the habit of every day submitting to the Holy Spirit. My life is a reflection of your glory. I walk in obedience. Therefore, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not get my notes? You get my notes for free. If you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button on the top right side. Click on that. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is a message you might need to listen to again, but I want you to do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Say this, I have staying power. Greater is coming for you. I love you. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.